everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Friday, it's October 9th. It's 2020, and we're going to talk about the Game 5 of the Yankees and Rays, and we're going to talk about the uh, four-game CSGO North American slate for IM um, that starts you know, today in the afternoon time. So if you haven't checked out CSGO, um or anything like that uh this would be like a quick rundown and um you know you could check out the specialist package here at rotor grinders this slate kicks off at three o'clock in the afternoon eastern time so we'll get into that um after we get done talking a little baseball here um this baseball game is gonna be awesome you know it's it's the game five that we all kind of hope happened and um it did so we're gonna have glass now and Garrett Cole facing off here, game five. And uh, this should be, honestly, this should be a great game. The Rays are technically the home team. It's a seven and a half total. Um, Cole is a a slight favorite here in some books. In some books, he's like a 150 favorite. So it's kind of a mixed, um, depending on where you're looking. You know, we'll start with Garrett Cole. You know, I think that, you know, obviously when we look at Garrett Cole, you know, this season, strikeout numbers are down a little bit, but he's still 33.7%, you know, 5.6% walk rate, three um, XFIP. This has been a guy that's been absolutely dominant this season, you know, depending on what type of lineup the Rays throw at him here. Um, Meadows has a 33% K rate. Brendan Lau has a 27% K rate um, at A's Arena. 30% K rate, um, you know, Kiermaier is at like 25%, Zanino's at like 45%. So a lot of strikeouts in this lineup here for the Rays. So Garrett Cole has a lot of upside uh, to pitch really well here through six innings, eight strikeouts, gave up two home runs in game, um, I think it was game one. For like both these pitchers pitching game one, you know, Garrett Cole scored 23 um, fantasy points and Glass now scored 23.7. So, um, obviously, both these guys could pitch well, but they're both going to give up some runs. So, we're going to get some runs here. This is going to be one of those games that, you know, we have two really good bullpens behind the starters. So, you know, finding some value on a showdown slate is always fun. Glass now on the other side, he's a 38.4% K rate on the season, 2.62 XFIP, uh, 14.3% swinging strike rate. Um, strikes out both sides of the plate. Uh, gives up a little bit of hard contact to both sides of the plate, which is obviously a little concerning here. But overall, this is going to be a really strong game, and both of these pitchers are going to pitch really well. You know, you should be. Looking at both these guys, um, if you're playing cash games on the showdown slate, you're probably playing both of these guys in tournaments. You're probably playing both of these guys on some teams. Um, like my single entry that I'll build for this slate, I will likely have both Glass now and Cole. Uh, you know, you could be different and take a shot on a bat at the captain spot um, in tournaments, but in cash games, you're going to play one of these guys in cash, um, you know, whether it be Cole, whether it be glass now, whichever one you prefer. Um, obviously like when I'm looking at it, I, I like both of these guys. Um, you know, I, I think that like Garrett Cole makes a little bit, 
more sense in the captain spot, but I, I think the Rays are going to win this game. You know, so I I kind of lean towards like Glass now in the captain spot. Um, so let's talk some bats here. Like I said, both these guys are going to give up a run or two or a home run or two at that. Um, we'll start here with the Yankees hitters. Um, you know, obviously I like Stanton. He's expensive though. He's the most expensive hitter on the showdown slate on DraftKings. Um, you know, kind of where I'm looking for some value is Aaron Hicks, 6.2K. Going to likely hit like third or fourth here. Um, Luke Voigt for like just overall upside here. I think he's a, a strong play. Um, if Brett Gardner cracks the lineup, he's 4K, which is the minimum for hitters on this slate. So I think he is super um, interesting at that price. Because we are going to need... We are going to need some value on this slate. Um, so getting a guy like Gardner, getting a guy like Hicks um, definitely gives us some um, potential value that we're going to need here. Um, so um, outside of that, you know, obviously Judge, you get a little bit of a discount from like Stanton. DJ Mayhew is probably going to be really low owned here just because – you know, Stanton's in the same price range. Um, so I don't hate him in, in tournaments. Um, depending on, like, who catches. If uh, Kyle Higg, Higgish, Higg, <laughs> Higg, we'll just call him Higgs. Kyle Higgs, um, if he catches, he's 5K. He has some upside um, in tournaments, so don't hate him. You know, obviously, we're going to have to wait and see the lineups. Uh, the Yankees they're less likely to pinch hit for guys that they might run for guys later in the game, um, but they're less li likely to pinch hit for guys. And then on the raise side of things, like as arena is going to be very low on here. He's the same, almost the same price as LeMahieu and Stanton and Voight. So obviously he's super interesting. Brandon Lau at 8k, um, very much in play Meadows at 7k going to bat lead off here. But we get some value here. You get Zanino, who's really cheap. Uh, Kiermaier is really cheap. You know, I don't hate looking at those guys. If uh, Joey Wendell cracks the lineup, he's pretty cheap. Yandy Diaz, if he cracks the lineup, he's cheap. So you're just going to have to enjoy is cheap. You know, obviously these guys are pinch at risk uh, because it is Tampa, but I don't hate it. You know, taking some shots here, like, G-Man Choi and Kiermaier, they could potentially be pretty popular here just because of how this slate kind of sets up for bats and stuff. So, um, you know, obviously the pinch hit risk is there. You know, if you want to get super crazy in tournaments, you know, you could take one of the bench guys, but I don't think that I'll end up doing that. So um, I want the starters and, you know, I'm just going to kind of look at that and then like, if you want to get into like using some of the bullpen guys, um, you know, you gotta, you gotta just kind of think like who you would expect to, you know, come in and pitch here. The problem is like, I was looking really quick to just kind of get an idea like price wise on some of these guys. And, you know, there's the, they're the, like Chapman's 4K. 
And, you know, if he comes in to like a save situation, he's a guy that, you know, can put up five to 10 fantasy points. So I don't hate that. It's really hard to guess who the Rays would use. Just kind of looking here and like who's on rest and stuff. It's it's definitely something like if you're playing a lot of teams on the slate, like me with one team, I probably won't get into that at all but i would definitely like if you're playing a bunch of teams you know definitely get into like who's rested and stuff um for the rays you know because obviously that could be someone that you know could make make a difference or something but you know it's just it's tough to really trust any of these guys like Diego Castillo, like he's a guy that can put up a few points if he gets in there. It's just like outside of Chapman, if you think that they're gonna win, or or like maybe even like Pete Fairbanks, um, if he if if you think they're gonna win, like you know, just kind of getting some of these guys. But realistically, I'm gonna there's just there's a few 4K bats, and I'll probably end up more on those guys than anything else on this one. So. Um, it's kind of it for baseball. You know, we'll definitely be breaking down the, the slates next week as well, whether they're, you know, two games or showdown slates. So hopefully we could start off these, um, you know, showdown slates with a good one here on Friday. Like I said, glass now coal fill in with some of these cheaper bats and, um, you know, just kind of look and see who's in the lineup and who you could kind of take advantage of. Just, just to, you just want at bats. Um, at the end of the day, you just want as many, at bats as you can get um when it's all said and done that's what you want so um yeah let's talk uh let's talk csgo i I talked about it at the beginning that you know i was going to break down this slate um tournaments aren't crazy like they have a ten dollar over there on DraftKings that pays 5k to first place um you know 33 dollar two entry max you know i finished top five in that earlier this week um they have a you know some smaller stuff, but you know if you're if you're just just dipping your toes to you know get used to it, this is a fun slate. Like this this four game slate is super fun. Um, you know we have three potentially good games and then one potential like blowout type of game. So um, this is this is going to be a fun slate. So we start here with the Evil Geniuses and Furia. This is going to be an awesome game. These are two of the best teams. Um, in North of America. So, you know, Fury is ranked seventh. Uh, Evil Geniuses is ranked fourth. Fury is a slight favorite in this one. Um, like I said, this should be potentially should be a really close one. Um, you know, if we look at it, Fury bans Dust 2 at 100% rate. So we can kind of eliminate Dust 2 from our player pool or map pool. Um, and, and then like looking at like evil geniuses, they bounce around. They kind of try to take out maps that like other teams excel at. So like they'll ban Mirage here a lot um, and overpass. And they don't, they'll probably ban Vertigo against Furia. Furia is actually really good on Vertigo. Um, and they like to pick it first a lot. So I think that like, we see evil geniuses maybe ban vertigo from this one 
Uh, these two teams just played in pro league twice. Um, so they've, they've played each other like recently a lot here and they remove vertigo. Um, I'm checking to see if it's both matches or just one. So they removed it in one. Um, and fury actually didn't, they didn't even try to punish. Um, so these two teams have met, uh, three times in the last month, like last six weeks. And, you know, Furia has won back-to-back matches and then Evil Genius won the other one. Um, so could it could go either way here. You know, if I think personally, um, I think Evil Geniuses is playing a little bit better right now. But Furia definitely is the better team, you know, like just overall here. So I think it's going to be really close. Um, so, like, in the 33, it's a two-entry max. I'll probably have one team with exposure to Evil Geniuses and then one team with exposure to Furia. Um, so let's look at the Furia um, team first, or Evil Geniuses. I had them pulled up. So we'll look at Evil Geniuses first here. And, you know, just Breezy's the guy. Him and Cirque are the two guys that you want to look at um, from Evil Geniuses. And, like... Cirque is only 12. Oh, he's captain 12k. So, like, Cirque is 8k on um, DraftKings today. He's the opper. He is a guy that is going to usually have a really good kill to death ratio. Um, Breezy, he's a guy that has been up and down. He's been really good against tier like bottom teams, but like, Fury has been a team over the last three months, last six maps they've played that like he hasn't been great against. Uh, so, like, that's a little concerning when, you know, paying for his price tag. But Cirque is a guy, like, with his opping ability and stuff like that. Like, if we do get some of these maps that favor him, um, you know, he is certainly someone that, you know, can excel at these maps. So, he has struggled against Furia as well. And, like, Furia tends to punish Opera sometimes uh, with the play that they play. So... If they do win, I do think it comes from like Cirque and um, Cirque and Breezy playing well. But the other guy that like I don't hate taking a shot on in tournaments, if you're making like a two man here and you want to get off of one of those two guys that I just talked about, I think Ethan it would be the next best guy that you could potentially look at here. He's a guy that like can show up in these matches and do really well. Um, my only issue with him is like he is a very like streaky player. He hasn't been playing um, well lately, but like he was, he's been terrible against Furia the last couple of times they played them. So if they beat Furia here, I think it comes from these three guys playing well. Um, let's look at Furia. Like I said, I like the Furia side better in this one. This is a spot that like I would much rather play them. Um, if we look at the last month of play, Henny has just been insane. Like he is averaging 0.77 kills per round with a 1.42 kill to death ratio. Um, he's just been the guy that has been insane here. So he's obviously like the top play from this side of the thing. Um, and he's the opera as well. And like, if you look at his last couple matches against evil geniuses, he went plus 14 and plus um, 30 the last two times these two teams have played. So 
the upside is really high and the floor is really high. He only has four negative kill to death ratio maps this month in the last 30 days. So he's been playing really well. Uh, Yuri and Casey Rito. Um, both of these guys are super solid players. You know, if we look at like the last month, their ratings are really close. Their kill to death ratios are really close. Yuria is a guy that like he is finally, you know, kind of showing what he showed on land. So he's definitely been playing good. I don't hate him in this spot. And then Casey, um, KSC Rito, um, like he is a guy that I, I really like here. Like he's a guy that always plays this team well, you know, dating back and looking at like the last six months of play. These North of America teams play each other a lot. And in 14 maps, he's plus 25. He has a positive kill to death ratio. Um, he plays liquid really well too. So like, he's a guy that definitely shows up for these big matches. So I like him as well. You know, definitely like the price tag is 7.4 K for him. And the 8.2 price tag for Yuria is good as well. So definitely like this match, you know, like I said, I want to have exposure to this match. I think this match has the, a good potential to go, potentially go three maps and um, really provide a lot of fantasy goodness here. Up next, we got Imperium against Triumph. Um, Imperium is ranked 103. Triumph is ranked 48th um, in the world. Triumph was trending in the right direction to be one of the top um, North American teams. And then um, Liquid signed Grimm and Curry started back school. And like, he's just kind of playing like MDL now. Um, he's not even playing with Liquid anymore. He's playing with Rugrats in the MDL. So this team definitely took a, a different shape um, over the last few months. Um, so, but like this matchup here, Imperium is one of the worst MDL teams, um, North American teams. I'm shocked that like they're into this the this uh tournament in general i was shocked when they like released and like they're in here so i really think triumph crushes them in this spot um i like the triumph side a lot in this one my only concern is like the pricing here the two guys that i really like are junior and curry and like junior's 9600 and curry is 8.6k i think junior goes off in this one i don't think it's even going to be close I think he could potentially be the highest scoring like player on the slate. Um, you know, value wise, I, I think Moose at 6.8 K is definitely in consideration. I think Penny's in, in consideration as well. I, I like cheaper guys um, from favorites that I, I think will win 2-0, get the round, not play bonus, get those 50, 60, 70 points. Um, they usually will pay off their price tag. So I'll definitely be looking at like Penny and Moose. Um, Shakezilla, like I don't think he's the worst play on this slate at his price of 6K, but it would be like I would have to really like my lineup um, to get him in it. Um to just kind of finish it out. But yeah, like, like I said, I think junior has the potential to be one of the best plays. If Imperium was going to upset, uh, Wilkie would have to have a monster map and, or, or match in general. So if you are like in a tight bind for salary, I don't hate playing Wilkie. 
at 6.4K, I could see him doing well, even in a loss. You know, he's a type of guy that could do well in a loss. This is closer, like, Triumph doesn't play MDL, but this is the a closer match to, like, playing MDL than some of these other matches that they've faced already. So, like, we look and they played Rebirth, which is another MDL team. Um, was it yesterday, I think? So, a little bit closer to, like, what they're used to. Um, they played New England Whalers, which is an MDL team, to open it up and, like, New England Whalers is one of the best MDL teams in North America. If not, I think they're nine and zero. They're nine and zero, and Team One is eleven and zero. So, like, those are the two like MDL teams that have been playing really well. So, um, overall, I think Wilkie is a guy that could put up a good score in a loss. So, like, if I was going to play anybody from the other side of this game, it would definitely be him. Up next, we have Liquid versus Chaos. Um, this should be an awesome game. Like, realistically, we did not really expect Chaos um, to come into this tournament and play as well as they've been playing. They face, like, probably the best North America team here. So, like, this is, like, the true test for this one. Um, I could see this match going either way. I, I think Chaos is playing really good, but I think Liquid is the best team in North America. So, like, if you had to ask me if I had to pick, like, the best team in North America, I would almost always say Liquid. I think that the pickup of Grimm, once he gets his footing with this team and, like, they get used to the style that he needs to play, he's just going to crush here. So, you know, it, it's hard not to like him in this one. But, you know, looking at this match... Like I said, I think it could go either way. Um, both these teams love to play Nuke, and Chaos has been playing Nuke really well, but they play a little bit lesser competition. Uh, Chaos has been really good on train recently, but Liquid bans train 100% of the time, so they're not going to get to play them on that map. Liquid is good on Vertigo, and Chaos bans Vertigo 80%. So when you're like narrowing down your map pool, you can almost knock out train and vertigo right away. I don't think either one of these teams are going to want to face the other team on these two maps. So we really go from a seven map play like pool to five, which definitely helps when we're kind of like digging into the stats of this one. So I do think that we will potentially see nuke here. Um, liquid's been good on overpass and chaos is good on overpass. So like we could potentially see like overpass and mirage. Um, it'd be interesting to see what we're looking at. Like map pool. These guys played in September 1st of pro league, uh, liquid, liquid one, two to one. And they played nuke overpass and mirage. Um, Hey, it's like, I was just saying that. So, and nobody really went off in that match. It was, um, it was, just, it was close, CS. Um, Elise definitely played well in that one. So uh, let's start with the Liquid side of things. Like, Elise continues to be one of the best players in North of America. And, like, he just continues to produce fantasy-wise uh, at a large rate. Like, my only concern with Elise in this spot is he's 10K. And he's not playing one of those you know, tier three teams, like lower MDL teams, like he's played the last couple days. Um, and, and I say that like team one, like I said, is a good MDL team. Um, but 
like nowhere near the competition that he's going to be playing here. He is one of the spend ups on this slate. Like if you can make it work that you definitely want to pay up for um, the guy that like it, is super underpriced in this matchup. Like if you're playing the liquid side of this one is NAF. Like he, they really haven't needed him to frag the last couple matches. So like I can understand how and, and why his price is going down, but like, they just played Mythic. They they rolled Mythic yesterday. He went plus 13. They beat Team 1 handily um, the other day. And, and, like, plus 9. So, like, he's a guy that has only gone negative 5 times in the last 30 days. He's been playing really well. Um, he He's the guy here. Like, he's the guy that should do well um, in this match and should, should frag well. Like, I slightly worry about the map pool, but overall, I think he's definitely someone that, you know, you could pay up for on the slate and be super happy with the outcome at 7,200. I've been playing Grim a lot, but it, I feel like Grim was underpriced. I think this is a little bit tougher matchup for Grim, so I worry about, like, his overall upside here. I don't hate Twist. I don't love Stewie. I, I like some of the cheaper guys, so I don't think I'll end up playing Stewie here uh, too much. Um, on the chaos side of things, like this is where it gets super interesting because they could upset, they could win this match, and they're really cheap, very, very cheap. So the first thing to note um, is Marky is not playing, so don't play him. Uh, Wrath has been playing in this tournament. We've seen a lot of North American teams kind of play um, with stand-ins, and I don't know if it's because like it's whoever they had when they qualified for the tournament that they have to use those guys, and that's kind of why... Uh, we've seen New England Whalers been playing with Booby and some of these other guys. So, um, listen, Wrath has been fragging really well, you know, since coming coming over and playing for this team. Um, so, you know, seventy four hundred for him. You know, obviously he's someone we could potentially look at here. You know, again, like this is a really tough matchup. He has zero sample size of playing a top ten team. Um over the last six months. So, you know, obviously you worry about that a little bit. Um, Zeppa is like the fragger on this team. He's always the guy that like you could kind of count on if you're like playing this team, like he's the guy that you typically will have exposure to. Um, Leaf is another guy that can frag really well on this team. So like, he's obviously super interesting at 5,400. If you think Chaos wins this match, these guys are super interesting. Wrath, Expa, Ex, Expa. Uh, Johnji is, you know, someone that has a lot of experience and definitely has experience in going up against teams like this. So, you know, definitely don't hate him. Um, you know, he's been all over the place. Bad New Bears, Riot Squad. So, and like now, um, like, this is a guy that, like, was on the MDL All-Star team. So, they definitely have the upside um, to beat them. And, and like, the, the price is what's intriguing. The price is super intriguing here. Um, to finish this off on this four-game slate, we got Rebirth against New England Whalers. Um, Rebirth is a 
middle of the road MDL team, New England Whalers. Um, like I said, they are one of the better MDL teams. Um, so like one of the leagues that is very popular in North America, CSGO. CSGO is very different in the States than overseas. Um, much more crazy and intense training and the teams are a lot better overseas. So MDL uh, Mountain Dew League is, um, you know, definitely how some of these, you know, North American teams try to make money. Um, so uh, Rebirth versus New England Whalers. I I honestly, I don't think this one's going to be that close. I, I know that it has potential to be close, but overall, I think that New England Whalers whales on them on this one. Um, I think they, they crushed this one. You know, just kind of looking at like the map pool, um, Rebirth bans Vertigo 100% of the time. That's okay because Vertigo is not a map that like either one of these teams play. Um, and then like New England where they're kind of bounces around. Um, they love playing Overpass and Rebirth loves playing Mirage. Um, Rebirth picks Mirage 100% of the time when they can. And New England, they pick... Um, dust two or overpass and sometimes nuke so overall i i just new england whalers is the better team and they should win this one if you want to get contrarian and go rebirth i would look at maybe like four pack here or retchie you know retchie's really cheap at 5k um but again i just i wouldn't go too crazy with this one like I really like the New England Whalers side of things here. Like Pone alone and DJ and Booby, they're kind of like cheaper captains that you can potentially look at. Like if you want to fit in some of those players from the games that we were talking about earlier. So let's get into their stats really quick and then we'll get out of here. Um, so looking at like the last month of play for this team, um, you know, Pone alone. You know, obviously with Bill, B Wills not here, um, Booby filling in for B Wills uh, for this tournament. Pone alone's the opper. He's a very good opper, one of the best operas in um, North America, CSGO. So he's obviously someone that, you know, we're looking at here. I think that like his overall upside is one of the best on the slate. Um, just a kill to death ratio should be really solid in this one. So, I really like him in this one, and I, I think Booby's in play. I think DJ's in play. Um, I could see going like a two-man or even potentially like a three-man of New England Whalers in this one just because for the teams that should perform well on this slate and win, like they are definitely one of the cheaper teams. Um, so... Yeah, I think that um, they'll definitely get some ownership here. Like, without a doubt, they'll get some ownership. And for good reason, right? Like, I just, you know, overall, I think that, like, building a lineup as I was kind of going here, messing around with this, um, it's hard not to like them in this spot. Like, you know, the more... The more I build teams, the more I think the slate's going to come down to Liquid versus Chaos, not Fury against Evil Geniuses. So, you know, that's uh, I think that's definitely 
you know one of the ways one of the ways to get different on the slate. I think the ownership is going to be pretty spread out in this one, and um, you know it's going to be a lot of fun. So that's going to wrap it up here for Friday. We'll be back Monday talking some more football. We'll do the football review with uh, Blenderhead on Monday. So make sure you're checking that out. It's always very informational. Um, always recommended to everyone that you know is playing NFL. So. It's going to wrap it up. Appreciate everyone listening. We'll be back Monday. Have a great weekend. We'll see you then.